Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast. I am your host Subramani Raman Pandey. Climate change events over the past 2 to 3 years have affected Indian agriculture. They have affected agriculture production particularly in food grains and pulses. India banned wheat exports last year. It has curbed rice exports now, with white rice shipment being totally banned. Prices of pulses have increased over the last few months. This year, the southwest monsoon, a crucial factor in India's agriculture, has been abnormal with a prolonged dry period in August. Though the deficiency in monsoon rainfall down to 7% thanks to rains in September, the showers have not been widespread in uniform this has posed problems so what is in store for indian agriculture this year what do you i need to monitor what can the government do we have with us today mr c a aditya chesh member of the expert committee in the ministry of agriculture and farmers welfare now chesh believes all markets are connected from the farm to the fork and hence no one issue can be seen welcome to business line state of economy podcast sir subramaniam ji welcome uh, good morning and uh, i welcome all your listeners on the show i think one of the important things to do is to kind of understand how i have been connected to agriculture although my parent domain is financial services many of the things that we do on the financial services side especially that is connected with price discovery that is connected with how the market behaves the consumer behavior the demand and supply all in one way or the other reflect on the agriculture market ultimately all of this have to be connected you cannot have markets in silos and therefore production market is today connected to the mandi the mandi is now connected virtually through inam the inam is slowly talking to ondc and therefore i kind of see this things holistically uh, moving this is on the spot market side we also have a future markets that trades in certain commodities agriculture commodities but not all and there are historical reasons why it has not been done especially because of common quality standards and so on and so forth but eventually the future markets the spot markets the b2c market which is ondc the b2b market which is enam and the physical mandis are all going to be connected such that uh, from the farm to the fork you can see the entire line of action you will also see that agriculture transforming from a profession to an industry yes sir uh, i think you have summed up well sir sir i will straight away start with you know the kharif crop arrivals are due you know couple of weeks from now how yeah. do you see the prospects for kharif crop this year which are the crops you think are uh, issues that need to be in watch and which are the crop you know that that are likely to gain so let me talk to you a little about the last harvest so that you can understand what is coming in the newer harvest in the last harvest up to the month of june we were fine 
and then in the month of august we ended up with uh, you know uh, uh, what i call was unpredictable rains so we had good rains good rains in one part of the country and we had not so good rains uh, in the other part of the country for example states like uttar pradesh did well uttar pradesh anyway has a large irrigated area so uh, not so much of a problem madhya pradesh was doing well until june and many parts of the country were actually doing well and then there were other parts which were not doing well also so it was very kind of an imbalanced scenario now when i talk about the next crop that is coming these are typically winter month uh, stocks uh, commodities like wheat uh, i think uh, we are expected to do relatively uh, better uh, in the coming season uh, i believe the prediction is uh, for 112 million tons metric tons up, up by about 4.12% from uh, last year and even in the previous crop we saw that the acreage uh, was up by a small percentage at about 1088 acres so i believe overall you know if you look at it very holistically it should not be uh, that bad and i think in the coming crop you will see uh, much better uh, output and i would specially say that things like mustard wheat i i think should do well the areas of concern are actually the dals and uh, we might uh, face a shortage there that is what i feel so but uh, what about the prospects of the current crops you know that are due to be harvested or they are due to be harvested now uh, which are the crops you are seeing are that could be of concern for for the for the people the common man i think i think dal dal could be a concern especially uh, tur and uh, masoor not so much in chana what about rice paddy paddy seems to be okay uh, at this point of time and then you will remember that the government came out with export duty on that especially on the non basmati variety so what triggered the government to do that is an increase in uh, price uh, and just to maintain the inflation that was done it is not a supply side issue it is a pricing issue as far as paddy is concerned Sir, uh, how do you see the impact of El Nino on Indian agriculture? This worldwide, I can see that agricultural commodities are under production stress. In fact, over the years, I see a little bit of food crisis and and the prices going up. So there is inflation around the world. You will know and you will appreciate that the Western economy, the European ex- economies. experienced inflation rates as high as 8% in 2022 america went up to about 6 and 1/2 it's at 3 and 1/2 a lot of these are also food uh, inflation so uh, definitely there is a worldwide uh, stress and uh, and they say most of it is due to el nino and the same impact is there here but the difference i see here is that uh, it is being actively Uh, managed so el nino to answer your question does have an impact and one of the things that you see as the effect of el nino is this imbalanced uh, rain that you're seeing across the country uh, surplus in some deficient in another yeah uh, ukraine war is also another uh, oh yeah yeah definitely that, that is, that is, yes so ukraine war has definitely been a contributor because you know 
that huge quantities of wheat are stuck in the Odessa port and uh, both the parties are fighting, Turkey is involved in this. So actually that area is a mess. And, and to be honest, there is huge demand for Indian rice and uh, Indian wheat uh, as also the American. But there are supply uh, constraints. I mean, for us, our own food security is more important than export uh, order at this point of time. Uh, given that uh, we have uh, target inflation to meet, the same thing applies to rice. Thailand has solid demand, but it is unable to meet the demand. People, countries like Burma are exporting uh, dal to us as also to rest of the world. We are importing dal from Brazil. Uh, we are importing dal from US. Almost became it became zero duty. Uh, we have moved away from China to Australia for dal. So you know you can see all these patterns, and it is a it is actually a global event as far as food is concerned. Sir, how are our crop assessments? Are they scientific and are they correct? Because recently the finance minister uh, expressed concerns over the crop projection, particularly because the market seems to be reacting differently to what projections the Ministry of Agriculture makes. Like, despite the uh, Ministry of Agriculture saying that there is a record wheat crop uh, in 2023, prices have been going high right from the time uh, the produce hit the arrivals. Let me ask to answer this question, I think, in a different perspective. When you go down to the village level, the data flows from the gram village office to the gram panchayat, to the district, to the state, and then to the center. And these are done through returns that have to be filed at various levels. When there is so much of manual reporting to be done, you can, you can always sense that there are uh, data entry mistakes. And also add to the fact that always it is not the correct quantity that is reported by the farmers themselves for various reasons. The government is addressing that through uh, very strong data entry programs. It is being cross-checked, but this is a huge country and it is not easy. I mean, there are 11 crore farmers in this country. Uh, on an average, the uh, size of the holding is under two acres compared to 444 acres in the United States. Uh, you know, in the, in the United States, all I'm told, there are all of 17,000 to 20,000 agriculture families. So you take four times that. So uh, we simply have a large number of people who are working in the sector. And uh, so data entry may not be perfect. So the problem, which is the data itself. Um, and I, I believe it is being addressed. The other side of the problem is that Enam is slowly picking up prices from all the mandis, it is getting connected. 1,361 mandis have been connected. Uh, and uh, they are working to make the pricing online. And states like Tamil Nadu, Telangana, uh, Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh are all uh, reporting near perfect prices. So even the pricing has not been perfect uh, in so many years. And... Um, uh, there are trades that are done outside the Mandi. So now efforts are being made to capture all of this such that both your price data and your volume data can be correct. It is only then you can say that our estimation methods are correct. This is on the production, uh, this is on the production side, the pricing side. 
even the demand estimation, especially by the Department of Consumer Affairs, they do publish the demand data and the, and the retail uh, price data. Even there, they have to collect it from so many groceries. Fortunately, they are picking up some of the information from GST data and so on and so forth. So we do have challenges of collating data and looking at it at a very uh, macro level. I know my answer is long, but there are various aspects of this problem. Artificial intelligence or uh, drone uh, or satellite imaging, can these help uh, get us a better sense of the production? Definitely, definitely. And in fact, the government of India, Ministry of Agriculture themselves using drones to map areas for revenue for, you know, income tax department is uh, using satellite imagery for uh, determining whether it is agriculture income or not. Uh, the Ministry of Agriculture uses drones. The local uh, state governments use drones to find out uh, about the actual agriculture area, the mapping. Soon you will see IoT on the field. The amount of artificial intelligence, the amount of IoT, the amount of uh, aerial mapping that is going on is tremendous. There are private companies who are collecting all this data, using this data, using this to trade, so on and so forth. How will the prices of agriculture uh, produce like rice, uh, pulses, then uh, post cereals, nutri cereals be this year, uh, at least until festivals get over uh, around December or maybe even January when we have the Shankarati and the home. Our prices of agricultural products will be. Subramanyam ji, India is a land where there are festivals throughout the year. We are so diverse that there are always some or the other festival going on around the year. We all 12 months of the year, we have elections uh, going on. This is a busy country. If you sit uh, in the control rooms to watch what is happening, and I have had the benefit of doing so, I, I pose it as a challenge to the private sector to manage this Garan Gutan, uh, you know, uh, mission control. And it is not easy. So one has to uh, work in tandem with the Department of Consumer Affairs and then be very size sensitive when there are price increases, uh, put on export bans, re release interventional stock from uh, FCI, from the National Cooperative uh, Federation. So there are all these kinds of interventional uh, measures that are taken, which will, of course, the core thing is that while the MSPs have actually been doubled over the years and the MSPs are looking good. And, and, and the another good thing is that many market prices are above for some of the commodities. It is higher than the MSP also. Uh, so while the, the Kisan is getting additional yield and additional revenue, there is a stated intention to keep the consumer prices also under check. And, you know, I maintain re retail vegetable indexes and retail grain indexes. And I can tell you pretty much other than the recent tomato incident, the indexes have been uh, absolutely normal. Sir, uh, in the cases of pulses and oil seeds, what we are seeing is that the domestic demand exceeds production. What sort of solution do you see for this? Ah, For this, I need to take you into a, a slightly enlarged scenario. India as a country is still consuming most of what it produces. So we are not a surplus country. We are just about self-sufficient. We have reserves 
1.7x times our stated need and and the stated need itself for the reasons i have mentioned is only a good estimate uh, and we are slowly moving from self sufficiency or food security to nutritional security and given the scenario and given that we are very sensitive to prices the the need to maintain consumer prices you will always have a case of demand exceeding supply and this is going to be there for some time so although india does export a lot uh, you will always have the situation where the supply outstrips the demand because you're moving from i just want rice wheat and a few vegetables to saying that i need pulses i need proteins so your there has been an aspirational shift a governance shift and things like free midday meals nutritional value these things are becoming very important so i will not be surprised that if the demand is elevated for a long time to come there have been a section of uh, oil seed growers and even among pulses there is an increased uh, you know the, the views are gaining uh, that you know probably we could have africa grow some oil seeds or pulses that uh, possibilities just i think about 10 days ago i wrote an article calling it as a blue ocean strategy it is imperative it is imperative that india looks for land across the world not just africa you should look at new zealand you should look at uh, uh, america i mean you would have done canada but for the recent issue in the united states we must look at land we must either do contract farming we should do lease farming we should buy land and in fact india has already done that i believe in africa we have about 200 uh 1000 acres under uh, cultivation if you can have a blue ocean strategy for your navy if you can have global ambitions for your corporates for their markets for their consumers why not a global outlook for agriculture production china has done it saudi arabia is doing it in some way and uh, it is not surprising that we should not do it sir our oil seed the producers had i mean oil seed crushers they had looked at uh, the latin american nation particularly uruguay and paraguay had gone there but yeah. not much is happening our own agricultures are just about warming up to this idea give it some time and it will happen agriculture will be a tool for geopolitical purposes so thank you very much sir it has been a very enlightening uh, session with you i leave you with a thought that never we should never look at anything in isolation agriculture is connected to economics agriculture is connected to finance agriculture is connected to politics agriculture is connected to geopolitics it is connected to sovereign nations unless you don't look at it holistically you will never understand the algorithm behind the equation thank you very much